solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talking news podcast. I am Johnson Sports Guy Hickman, joined by Cody Davis. This NFL season is about to begin a week and some change away. Nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'll tell you why. August 30th, so we already got started through the 8th of September. We're introducing our Locked On Ultimate Season Preview, taking you through the team, through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in now. Again, tune in now. Cody Davis joined, joined me. Hump Day, a lot to discuss with this team, the infrastructure of this team, how it's set up and made. What do we have on the rundown for today? And on this Wednesday installment of Locked on Texans, of course, that is what we're going to get into for the second segment of the show, we're going to first take a look at players who got released around the league and see whether or not it makes sense for the Texans to go after those players, i.e. the Cam Newton segment of the show. And then we're going to close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans with the moves that Nick Asurio and the Texans made on yesterday. Me and John are going to try and figure out what is actually the makeup of this team now and whether or not it changes our projection for this upcoming season. But for this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, we're going to start off by looking at some of the biggest news, some of the biggest releases that kind of caught us off guard. For me personally, it was the number of wide receivers the Texans release. They release Jordan VC. They release Chris Moore. They release Alex Erickson. And the biggest surprise of all was Kiki QT. John, before I give the floor over to you, I do want to say that I did not like this, not because they release a number of these receivers, because I think since the start of training camp, these are guys that you and I have been debating back and forth on whether or not they was going to make the 53-man roster. But at that time, we was looking at it from a standpoint, okay, if QT makes it, that means um, Erickson and, and Moore is not going to make it. If Moore makes it, that that means um, QT and, and Erickson not going to make it. You know, the names go back and forth. And the, and the conversation really, you know, got a little bit more hotter once Anthony Miller Mm -hmm. went out due to injuries. So, exactly. Yeah. And and, and the part of the reason why I don't like this, and I'm going to actually save this for later on when, in the show when we talk about the makeup, but John, as of right now, I'm looking at this Texans roster. They only have a total of five receivers going into this 2021 season. And you might as well say three because the Anthony Miller is not going to be ready for the start of the season because we know he's still de dealing with a minor separation in his shoulder. And the one guy that I thought was going to get cut was Andre Roberts. This is a guy who is basically the oldest of the wide receiving core, and he has not practiced or done anything with this team for at least half a training camp. He's dealing with a knee injury. I'm not sure how to feel about Nick Casario and the Texans and how they went about breaking up this wide receiving core. You're absolutely right, Cody. Uh, when I look at the makeup of this team right now and the cuts that were made, I thought Kiki QT would be 
I honestly, I thought it was, was going to come down between he and Alex Erickson because he's able to do things to stick around for special teams. We've seen him have positive special team plays. And so I thought, well, he was a player that Houston liked. He'll stick around in that aspect. Andrew Roberts, I'm sorry, Andre Roberts, a small picture, but a big picture. You're right. Keeping him over VC, Kiki, and Erickson, I thought was another head scratcher for me simply because if you moved on from Shaq Lawson because he didn't give you anything throughout this entire offseason process, which is totally fine, you know, I thought that was, a, you know, you can use that reasoning to move on from Andrew Andre Roberts, I'm sorry. He hadn't played in the preseason. He hadn't done much in training camp. Erickson has done more. VC has done more. And Chris Moore has also done more. So when we look at that, I'm thinking to myself, well, you're going into this season. Week one, you're only going to have maybe four, maybe five receivers active. Because I, I think Houston will look around the league which is another discussion to talk about to find other players to bring in after these cuts were made. But Kiki and, and uh, not Cully, but Tim Kelly, they have a relationship at least. And with all these coaches vouching for guys that they brought in, I thought Kelly would be able to say, Hey, I, at least I know what he can do with the slot for us. But the biggest surprise for me, hands down, Cody was Jaleel Johnson. Hmm. A guy that um, I just sunk his praise. What was it? The the game against Dallas, I believe. If not the biggest surprise to get cut, Jaleel Johnson had two fumble recoveries in the game, seven total tackles in preseason, fit well with the D-line. I thought he was a shoe-in to make this team and was shocked he didn't. I think that was a mistake on behalf of the Houston, Texas coaching staff moving forward. Uh, because now do you trust Vincent Taylor – to carry the load for the one technique for this team. And Vincent Taylor has also had a fairly decent preseason as well, but he's never played more than 19% of his defensive snaps for his teams, ranging from Cleveland to Miami. He's never played more than 19%. And you look at Jaleel Johnson, he's played more than 19% on the defensive side of the ball, looking at his time in Minnesota. And so now I look at the situation, like how hopeful is the Texans and Roy Lopez progression throughout the season to get meaningful playing time. Johnson has played more meaningful snaps, like I mentioned. He has had an, uh, he, I'm sorry, he has been a starter for Minnesota last year. I think this move was a complete head scratcher. And I look back at it and I'm thinking to myself, well, if you're looking at competition and if you're looking at depth and if you're looking at players you can keep around that makes sense to, to just, you know, always have somebody out on that field that can change up things for your team. Why are you keeping five running backs? Now, I do believe Houston is not done. September 12th is not a long time from now, but it's a long time from now for them to make a couple of transactions, which is something that we've seen a Nick Serio-led team do. And I also want to point this out. Out of the 53 men that made this roster, 30 of them were new players. So it doesn't it doesn't necessarily shock me that Kiki got cut because under normal circumstances, as much as we wanted him to make the team, it's not a shocker. The only reason why that's a big shocker is simply because the amount of receivers that were cut and Anthony Miller will miss some significant time. So 
we had this conversation, Cody, and, and and well, you know what? Let's hold this conversation about how we think this team will, will actually be projected to do. I want to give you guys the players that were cut. Kiki QT was cut. Lane Taylor was cut, which is actually a good cut. Joe Thomas, the linebacker that was brought in, former Dallas vet, he was cut. Kadar Holman was cut. Derek Rivers, the DN, he was cut. Ryan McCullum was cut. Jordan Steckler was cut. Paul Quisenberry, the fullback, who I think if he clears waivers, Houston can bring him back on the practice squad. I just don't know if he's going to clear waivers. I think Houston is a team. What Paul Quisenberry is a player that teams can use at that full-pack position and uh, on special teams. Jeff Driscoll was cut as well. So Houston making a lot of notable cuts. And, you know, with the amount of cuts that were made, Cody, the five running backs on the roster is just very – it's unsettling to me. I will say, with all the cuts that were made around the NFL, uh, today is a day that the NFL wire will be able to get kicked off. The Texans are number three on that wire list. So that's very important. Houston may have a player out there or players out there that they may want to bring in to, you know, fill out this roster a little bit more. So you have teams like the Falcons, the Bengals, the Eagles. They all sit at four, five, six. Lions sit at seven. Panthers sit at eight. Broncos sit at nine. The Cowboys sit at ten. The Jets and the Jaguars are the two teams that sit before Houston, but we know they don't need a quarterback. And I think that's very important to look at. Houston, I believe, still wants a quarterback. There's no reason why you keep five running backs on your roster if you don't plan on using them in some capacity. You don't believe in who you have at this time. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And, of course, Bet Online is your number one spot for all of the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Now open at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of the opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th, seasoning opener between the Super Bowl champions, Buccaneers, and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of the great offers available for the 2021 season. And moving along with this latest installment of Locked on Texans, John and I are going to look at players who were released around the NFL and see whether or not the Houston Texans should consider them. And look, should the Texans go after a quarterback, especially Cam Newton and or Nick Foles? And the reason why we wanted to bring that up, at first it was just a topic that we were thinking about, but after yesterday's press conference, Tyrod Taylor, the guy who we all are projecting to be the Texans' starting quarterback for this upcoming season, said during his media availability on yesterday that he has not been given the green light 
that he will be the Texans' starting quarterback for this upcoming season, which lets me know one or two things. One, maybe this was Tyrod Taylor's way of giving the political correct answer because of the foolishness and the drama that's going on with Deshaun Watson because, yes, he did make the 53-man roster. But B, and I kind of think this is a little bit more what we're turning towards, maybe the Houston Texans do not have faith in Tyrod to be their starting quarterback for this upcoming season. Yeah, let me say this, man. I, I will say, you know, Houston, they have done some good things, and that's not denied. They brought in players. They got rid of players. They got rid of bad contracts. They reworked some contracts, right? So in a sense, when you when you go into your first season the way Nick Casario did, I think as of today, he has made more wins than losses. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely, right? And I think it's fair to say if you disagree, then you disagree. But the biggest, I think, uh, mishandling of a situation is not having Tyrod, who was basically out of football last year, play one game, didn't play the rest of the season, uh, and really hadn't played in the last two years. You mishandled his situation by limiting the snaps in preseason. There's no way he shouldn't have gotten more snaps. One drive here, one se- Like, that was ridiculous. And then when he finally put him out there for more than a couple of drives, then you're saying, oh, wow, maybe uh, – Maybe he needed more playing time, and then he snatched him early in that second half, in the second quarter, rather, and gave Davis Mills more playing time. I also want to say this before I move forward: Tyrod could make up to twelve point five million dollars by the end of the two thousand twenty-one season. But the good part about that contract is only two point five million dollars of that is guaranteed with a base salary of five point five. So if they bring somebody in like Cam Newton, who was cut and released by the New England Patriots. It's not going to count that much towards the cap. If they make a trade, because Houston has their first and second round and third round draft picks for next year, but they also have a fourth round pick. They also have a fifth round pick that they got from Chicago and an Anthony Miller trade. They also have a sixth round pick as well. I can look at a situation where Houston may flirt one of those six round picks to say, hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and take Nick Foles off your hands as well, because we just simply don't believe in the quarterback that we have right now. And I think that may be too costly. When we look at Cam Newton, who had a very good preseason game against the Eagles, uh, had a great drive, let them down on a score to Jacoby Meyer. You look at that situation to say, what's Cam Newton's upside compared to where Cam Newton is with his age and the productivity of what we believe Cam Newton can do in this offense that with five running backs, which is absurd to me, Will is deemed to be run heavy, right? And I and I think that's that's fair. You have two big targets on the outside and Conley and Collins. You also have a, the speedy Brandon Cooks. Whenever Anthony Miller comes back, they're going to try to work him into the fold. But you also look at Nick Foles, who you know has some type of relationship there with Anthony Miller, who we don't think he's going to be a number one or number two target. But there's a relationship there. Uh, and then you like I go back to Cam. Cam and Casario have a relationship. They spent last season together. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm a conspiracy theorist. You guys know this. Was Cam let go to give himself an actual opportunity to go win a starting job somewhere? Now, when we look around the league, how many starting quarterbacks 
how many teams need a starting quarterback? So I just gave you guys the listing and number of the waiver wire. New York and Jacksonville are set, <laughs> right? Also, when I look at the rest of the waiver wire, I see the Falcons. They really believe in Matt Ryan. Uh, the Bengals, they got Joe Burrow. The Eagles just traded for Gardner Minshew, and they just named Jalen Hurts as the number one quarterback. The Lions have golf. The Panthers believe in Sam Darnold. They've already committed to him. The Broncos, they've committed to Teddy Bridgewater, and they still have Drew Locke behind them. And Dallas may be in the running for a backup quarterback because they just let go of Gary Gilbert and Danucci. So all they have right now is 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 uh, Dak Prescott and his backup. Which all I don't, of those teams, which I don't think Cam would be willing to go to Dallas because. He wants to be a starter in this league. And if he goes exactly. to Dallas, he's not going to be quarterback number one. Now, maybe if Dak isn't 100% healthy and he has to take some games off, but Cam wants to be in a position where he is the one and only starting quarterback. And John, to your point, when you look around the league, there's only one city, one franchise where he can get that opportunity, and that's right here in the city of Houston. And after what we saw on Saturday from Tyrod Taylor and what we've been watching in Davis Mills, a guy who Ooh, we do not believe is, is ready. What interception. It's just... It, it kind of makes sense for Cam to come to Houston. Now, we get it. We know we're not going to get Cam Newton that won the league MVP honors in 2015. But at the same time, he he is a better option for what the Texans are working with right and, now. And, I, and I'll say this. The preseason game against the Eagles, when he actually was out on that field playing some snaps, Cam looked damn good in those couple of drives that he played in. And I thought, I thought the Patriots should have given him more time. But, of course, they're actually just preparing themselves for Mac Jones. And I, and I get that. But Cam has looked better in the preseason then Taylor and Mills. And we, the, you know, thank God Driscoll is gone. So he's in a position where he could come in if he's signing in the next couple of days. And I, and I thoroughly believe that Nick Asirio still has moves in him because he actually wants this roster and his team to compete. I think if you bring him in, in the next couple of days, give him some opportunity and time to learn his offense, get behind Cully, see what they want to do with Kim and Kelly. Do I think he'll start week one? No, you still got to give that starter edge to Tyrod because he's been here throughout the entire season. But I think it's clear that they are not on the same page as far as quarterback, OC, and head coach with Tyrod right now in belief that he can be the quarterback that we can compete and win games with, right? And then you have the people that's holding out hope on Deshaun Watson, Cody. My question to you, and you're a big Nick Foles fan, which is still absurd to me, but <laughs> you know, does it make more sense to pick up a release, a cut Cam Newton, or make a trade to you know dangle one of those, maybe a fourth? I think a fourth is way too high for Nick Foles. Maybe that six-round pick, you dangle that to Chicago, maybe a player, because Houston did just pick up a lot of corners. Uh, do, you, do you try to package something for Nick Foles, or do you Say, well, let's go look at Cam, who's actually had a decent preseason, and we don't have to lose much outside of signing him to a contract. Only because the Texans are entering a rebuild, I do believe they should keep as many draft picks as possible. So 
I'm going to have to say sign sign Cam Newton. And plus, you know it's not going to cost Cam a lot. I mean, you probably at this stage in his career, you 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 might be able to get him on a vet minimum, even though he's not the Cam Newton that he was in 2015, but he will still be your best option when you look at Tyrod Taylor and a rookie in Davis Mills. Absolutely. And I, and I, and I believe Cam and Tyrod, they kind of hover around the same age, but... Cam has always been more of a threat to use his legs than Tyrod. And we know how much this team wants to run the ball. Exactly. That's what I was getting to. Like, we know that this team wants to put the ball on the ground because there was moments, there was a 39 play this past Saturday, and they put the ball on the ground. Didn't even see if Tyrod would be able – was it Tyrod or Davis? I can't remember exactly, but didn't even see if the quarterback was going to be – it was Tyrod would be able to move the chains with his arm. They ran the ball. Those were the type of moments where you put Tyrod in a situation to pass the ball. Don't didn't didn't do it. Are you saying you don't believe in his arm right now? So bringing in a quarterback, I think, is very understandable. You have three on your depth chart right now, but three, one of them is number four. Do we believe he's going to play? I'm not sure. I, I doubt it. But Tyrod has spoke highly of Deshaun and has said that he's been a part of this team from day one. And uh, as has mentioned, good things about them. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of your entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings you the live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. So, Cody, right now, listeners, I'm doing a 24-hour water fast, getting prepared for this wedding that I have next June. My fiance came to me and said, hey, man, listen, you got to drop some weight. We got to do this thing together. So started with the water fast, and then right afterward, I put in an order that I'll get in a couple of days for a Bilt Bar. I like something that can hold me over, but that's not too heavy. And that's the great part about Bilt Bar. Not only are they the best tasting, but they're the healthiest as well. Only four to five grams of net carbs, only four to five grams of sugar, all flavors, all tasty, all healthy. The flavors include cookies and cream, orange, strawberry, double chocolate, mint brownie. There's something for everyone. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, go ahead and order you a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Bill Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to built.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Best podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Best podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. So as you know, Cody and I, listeners, thank you guys for you know coming back and checking us out on this wild out. Sorry, well, the Texas did kind of wild out a little bit, but this hump day Wednesday. Um I, you know, let's talk about the makeup of the team, right, Cody? Let's talk about what we project this offense and defense would be like. And I and I think for me, the defense is pretty much set of what we believe is gonna be like. But for the entire team, what will be the makeup? Now, you have Brandon Cooks at receiver. And honestly, I think 
I wouldn't be shocked or surprised if a move happens with Cooks. But you also have Conley, who the Texans like a lot. You know, he was drafted by the uh, Chiefs, spent time in Jacksonville last year, brought in throughout the uh, offseason, signing free agency. He drafted Nico Collins, traded for Anthony Miller, kept Andre Roberts. So now it's kind of like when I look at this receiving core, who can you trust that you believe will be around to make plays when needed? And I say when needed because I've been, I've been saying it throughout the entire show, but keeping five running backs, Mark Ingram, uh, Philip Lindsay, Rex Burkhead, Scotty Phillips, and David Johnson. And I, and, I, and, I, and I do believe that one of those roster spots could have been, two of those roster spots actually could have been used for either Kiki QT, one of those other receivers, or Paul Quisenberry. I thought Paul Quisenberry deserved a shot to make this team simply because, you know, I look at the creativity of Tim Kelly and I wondered to myself, man, how, how, how creative can Kelly get and Kelly get with Quisenberry using him in the run game, using him as a pass blocker, using him on special teams. And so the makeup of this team is without a doubt ground and pound. We get that. That is, you know, undeniable. But I think that makeup of this team comes into question when you try to figure out the players that will, you know, be the engine for this team. Who, who's going to who, – what, what player that you trust and believe is going to be out there to manufacture – not manufacture – but really be the captain of this team. As mentioned, week one rolls around, will you be shocked that Tyrod isn't the number one quarterback? Like, if he's not on the field as a starter, will you be shocked? Are you confident in Phillip Lindsay now over Scotty Phillips? I, I don't know, Cody. Like, I'm, I'm kind of lost for words right now <laughs> simply because where are Houston going to get the contributions consistently? Before I let you go, do we believe Without a shadow of a doubt, they're going to get contribution consistently from number five and number ten. And right now, for me, go that's that's a that's a no. I don't even think we got to look at number ten because I don't see a situation where he's going to touch the field this year. Um, where they're going to get that consistency from? I want to say Brandon Cooks. But this is not going to be a team that's going to rely on their passing game. And, and, and John, I'm, I'm taking a look at this roster, and you know me, when I looked at the players that they brought in, you know, being around this team since OTAs, you know, I've came back and I was like, man, I could really see a situation where the Texans can win five games. And I'm not even going to lie to you, John, the listeners. A part of me wanted to raise that up to about a good six. I was getting excited because I was taking a look at the offense. I'm like, okay, well, Tyrod, he's a decent quarterback. You know, I, I'm I'm taking a look at – I was looking at the wide receivers. And I'm looking at the weapons. I'm like, we could possibly see the best version of Tyrod since his days in Buffalo because he has weapons on the outside. Now I'm not too sure. And John, I, I know this is a team that wants to run the football, but outside of Scotty Phillips, I don't have no kind of faith in the rest of these running backs. 
Look, Mark Ingram, for the longest, in my opinion, has been a top 10 running back in this league up until what? Last year. And we got to look at the reality of the situation. Mark Ingram is 31 years old. He's not going to be able to carry the burden of the run game like he did in his days in New Orleans. Yes, he can share the responsibility of the run game like his first season with the Baltimore Ravens, but who is he going to share that with? You got David Johnson. You got Philip Lindsay. Yes, I know Scotty Phillips made the 53-man roster, but, John, this also goes back to what we talked about on yesterday. I'm hoping that the reason he made this 53-man roster is because they can actually utilize him in the run game, not just putting him on special teams, not we see him get a carry in week one, that we don't see him no more till week five. Use that man. John, uh, listeners, I know Nick Casario and the Texans are not done making moves, Probably tomorrow we be talking about a player or two that they added. Um, but, I mean, as of right now, John, I just don't know what to say about this team offensively. When I take a look at the defensive side of the ball, I'm happy with the moves they made, except for the Jaleel Johnson release. Everybody else on the defensive side of the ball, especially, of course, with Lovey Smith, I, I do have faith that we're going to see a better version of this defense. But this offense, I think the Texans are, are really going to waste – the talent at receiver, they're going to waste the talent there because you don't have a quality quarterback that they can use. Unless Tyrod Taylor shocks us and turn things around come week one of the regular season. You know, to your Mark Ingram point, I do want to point out that uh, he's always, for the most part, he's been in a system where he had to share the ball. And that's good. Uh, we believe that Mark Ingram may come out on the field as the number one running back, but I don't think he's always going to end the game as the, the you know, the running back that has the most carries. So Houston just needs to find another back they can do, that they can switch up with, right? Get, get, a, get a change of pace going for this team offensively in that backfield. And then you have David Johnson, who has looked pretty decent in preseason with the amount of carries. Houston just needs to find they go, they're going to have to, they're going to have a hard time finding their identity and the three wins that I project this team will get will come early on in the season because of the defense. Will they bring in a quarterback? We're going to see. We're going to continue to keep up with everything Houston, Texas. I am very disappointed in some of these cuts today, but that's a part of the NFL. That's the life. I'm John from Sports Guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.